welcome to yet another episode of the Let's Talk Leadership podcast. This is a show where I, Ellie, MD of Transition Partners and the CEO, Sandra, talk to some of the world's highest achieving business and tech leaders. In each episode, we will be sharing tales, tips, techniques and war stories in the hope that you will learn from some of these amazing leaders to help you develop and progress your career. Good afternoon um, and hello and welcome to our Let's Let's Talk Leadership podcast. So today we are joined by Ayush Jan, who is the CEO of Green Deck. Green Deck help retailers optimise their pricing using AI. Green Deck have recently launched a new um, product, which I'm really looking forward to finding out more about. Um, and Ayush, we first came across you, um, I think you and I first had a conversation back end of last year because you were listed in one of the top 100 tech awards last year um, for 2020. So that's absolutely amazing, fantastic achievement. It'd be great to hear yeah. more about you and um, so welcome to the show. Uh, thank you. It's a pleasure to be a part of this, uh, this uh, you know, quick little episode. Yeah, fantastic. Brilliant. Really looking forward to and interested in what you've got to say today. I know you've, I'm sure you've got lots of experiences to share. So so yeah. firstly, so you're um, CEO and CTO. Um, an interesting one, I had a look at your, um, I had another look at your profile. CTO, it's a chief Twitter officer. So I'm quite <laughs> interested to find out a little bit more about that. Um, yeah obviously more about your new product launch because obviously that's very exciting for you at the moment and um you know something that you obviously would be great to tell everyone about um but I guess before we go into those things if we start with how your journey began how did you get into tech um and just talk us through that journey um and then obviously we can talk about where we are right now as well Absolutely. So, you know, so my, my journey, you know, my, my background is basically completely anti-tech, you know, uh, I did okay. my bachelor's and master's in biological sciences where I was, you know, right. uh, stu- you know, studying those petri dishes and, you know, uh, sort of learning more about, you know, bacterial growth and viruses mm-hmm. and all those kind of wow. things, you know, that's, that's, that's where, well, you know, Your that's where that's what then. My- <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's where my you know uh, you know educational journey started. So, was that in the UK uh, or no? That was actually in India. You know, okay. uh, so that's you know we uh, it's it's around 2010, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's actually in India, and uh, it, it was like a five year course where I was studying biological sciences, and you know I never had interest in that. You know, I just got through that program, and then I, when I realized that you know this is something which is not for me. I mm. kind of, you know, started exploring other, uh, you know, other sort of uh, educational or sort of, uh, you know, academic uh, sort of programs in terms of, you know, within the college in terms of, you know, I was, mm-hmm. I was very inclined towards finance, you know, I started taking up a lot of finance courses, mm-hmm. uh, you know, security analysis, portfolio management and all those kind of things because I, I thought, you know, there's nothing I could ever do in biological sciences. I'm just not made for that. And I started, you know, sort of, uh, sort of studying a lot about finance and how finance works. And I actually kind of got lucky because I got my first job in an investment bank, you know, which is this company called Credit Suisse. You know, I started my career Great with Swiss, Credit Suisse. Yeah. yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I started. 
I, I started off in a you know sort of uh, trading division within Credsys. You know, I was trading ETF, uh, index ETFs and mm-hmm. uh, securities uh, like that. And there was this specific division called Delta One, which was which I was a part of. And uh, uh, you know, very soon I realized even that is not for me. You know, and neither the uh, biological sciences, <laughs> neither finance, none of them is for me. And I always had an interest in technology, though I have never been formally. educated about programming mm-hmm. or uh, computer science but i always had a keen interest in technology i always had you know passion for creating software and that's where you know along with my couple of my college you know college friends you know we used to do a lot of side projects in college you know we used to develop uh, web applications we used to develop mobile applications just for oh, the fun cool. of it and you know yeah so that's that's actually how my journey to tech started yeah. you know doing those side projects and you know one day you know with, like almost one year into my job in finance i just called up my friends and said you know guys this is not for us you know they were working in uh, you know the companies and we mm-hmm. said you know that this 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 life is not for us you know we should do something together and we we actually you know over that you know that it was a you know weekend call and then you know next week we found three of us quitting our jobs and sort of you know moving to a all together wow big step you know, we got yeah so we <laughs> we started you know we we started working together and the, the idea that we started working together was an online pharmacy you know in india oh, if you look at if in india if you look at you know uh, the online farm the pharmacy or the medicines mm-hmm. industry is is very unstructured you know it still relies on you know doctors writing a hand written prescription and then people going out in medical shops and buying that so we thought you know there's that's an opportunity for us if we can sort of build a a sort of a a platform which would allow people to get medicines delivered at their doorstep mm-hmm. uh, that's where we you know we that's the idea we started working on and we sort of you know quit our job started working on that idea we kind of you know uh, I ran it for about a month uh, about a sorry, about a year and then you know luckily that business got acquired so there was another it company who was venturing into healthcare and you know this mm-hmm. is around 2016 17 where you know e-commerce and you know sort of online hyper local delivery was getting really mm-hmm. hot in india so there was one tech company who was sort of you know who wanted to get into the space and you know they bought bought us off you know they bought the entire technology they bought the entire tech stack and sort of we all three of us you know sort of uh, exited that business and then you know we thought to ourselves what do we do now oh, and yes. you know definitely <laughs> not going back to jobs definitely not you know we don't want to work anywhere and yeah. that's when we said you know we we need to keep working together and you know for a while we kind of experimented with a lot of ideas and then you know eventually we kind of uh, uh, figured out this problem of pricing you know we feel that mm-hmm. uh, companies a lot of companies invest a lot in terms of various aspects of the business like right from user acquisition to retention to monetizing them but pricing is a very underserved uh, sort of uh, you know uh, vertical within a business which a lot of people still relies on gut based decisions to be able to make those pricing decisions and that's when we said you know there has to be a better way of doing it and that's when we started you know we started again on this journey of sort of experimenting with uh, various things sort of learning and eventually you know we reached a stage where we are right now with green deck which is basically a platform for online retailers to optimize their pricing using ai and you know we have mm. some of the amazing most amazing customers uh, across europe and uh, north america currently using this platform to be uh, to uh, optimize their pricing 
Yeah. So who are the who are those customers? Who, what sorts of companies do you work with? So we typically, you know, uh, within within online retail, also our our specific focus is into online fashion retailers. So okay, uh, we work we work with companies like. Uh, Spar, which is uh, you know, which is uh, based out of Austria. Uh, we work with uh, Carrefour, one of the subsidiary called Showroom Privé. So these are you know major European companies that we work with, and uh, we are also currently you know uh, in uh, you know sort of active trial mode with a couple of big uh, you know uh, online retailers in Europe, and there would be an announcement made about this probably uh, early next month. Oh, exciting! That sounds exciting. Fantastic, brilliant. Um, and you've launched a new product um, yeah. as well. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. Uh, sure. So basically, you know, while working with Green Deck, you know, we found ourselves uh, buried in huge amount of data and. To be able to make sense of those data, of that data and data matrix, you know, the mm-hmm. only the only tool that we had at our disposal uh, at our disposal was dashboard. You know, we would have hundreds of dashboards set up mm-hmm. to sort of monitor various aspects of the business. And very soon we realized that dashboards are not a, a ideal way of monitoring anything. You know, dashboards are uh, reactive rather than proactive. And mm-hmm. this is where we thought of, you know, uh, we were actually kind of missing out on a lot of things because everything was done uh, through manual analysis of dashboards. And we thought to ourselves that there has to be a better way of doing this as well. And what we sort of started off with is, you know, we started building an internal tool mm-hmm. which would replace the dashboards within our company. And what that tool was basically, it's a very simple tool which would uh, automatically monitor all of the matrix that we would have as a business. And the matrix I'm talking about are data-related matrix because Green Deck as a business is data-oriented business. And what we you know built is a simple tool that would monitor all of those matrix within our company. And if anything that deviates significantly from the normal behavior, it would send a notification to relevant stakeholders within our company. And okay. you know, and you know, we, we kind of you know thought to ourselves that you know uh, this is a tool which we found to be really helpful. And there has to be more companies who would probably use this tool externally. And, and to, and and to to test that hypothesis, we launched this cool website called deathofdashboards.com. And it's a simple one page of website where we kind of had we had a rant where you know why we think dashboards don't work and what can be done to fix that. And that kind of went viral, you know. That we had oh, wow. hundreds of sign of people wanting to know more in terms of okay, what are we building next and what is the actual solution to what that. What platform did you launch that on? We did not launch it anyway. You know, it's just a couple of tweets that we did on Twitter. Ah, and, you know, okay. that kind of... That's, that's why you're a chief Twitter officer. <laughs> <laughs> and hence from that point, you know, I called, started calling myself chief Twitter officer. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, so it kind of went viral on Twitter. You know, there were a lot of sign-ups coming on on a daily basis. We're still getting, you know, uh, tons of sign-ups on that uh, pages on a daily basis even now. Mm. And that's when we sort of, sort of, you know, sort of, we uh, spilled off that product from Green Deck as an internal project to as mm-hmm. a SaaS platform right now. And it's going really great. You know, we have right now, we have we have launched that platform in beta right now. And we have around 450 signups on the platform so far. Uh, we wow. are coming all over the globe, across all stages, wants to sort of automate this whole process of mm-hmm. instead of manually monitoring dashboards, have a sort of an intelligent system that would sit on the top of dashboard and let the relevant person know whenever mm-hmm. anything goes wrong. 
That's it. There's so much data that's been managed by so many businesses that people just do not use as effective as, as they could do. And it sounds so interesting. Um, great right. to, to find out more about it later on. Um, yeah. So obviously you set the business up, um, what, about four or five years ago now? Is it? Uh, no, we started this business around three years back. You know, we started oh, okay. around mid of 2017 it's almost fourth year now yeah yeah okay so about four you're in your fourth year and um right. how many when you first set the business up how many staff did you have so we we started with a team of three co-founders you know just okay. three of us you know uh you know we are three of us as co-founders we know each other since almost 10 years now so you know right we went to the same you undergrad gonna... school started our first business together then okay. started green deck together and uh, we started with a team of around just three people and okay. uh, now we are almost a team of around 30 people uh you wow. know spread across uk and india yeah yeah okay fantastic yeah. brilliant um are you normally based in the uk then now or so uh, I, uh, you know, all three of us are based out of UK, but, you know, we keep traveling a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, we we try to spend a couple of months in the UK and then try to spend a month or two here in India and then try to kind of rotate uh, between nice. UK and India. Nice. I'm a tech person. I'm a very product focused person and I like to be with the with my product team, with my engineering teams while, you know, when yeah. you're brainstorming on certain features, certain modules within a product. So it, it really helps yeah. to be closer to the team. Uh, yeah. Stuff. yeah fantastic brilliant so you've obviously got a very entrepreneurial um flair and um you know you're creative and obviously you know you've you, you it took you a couple of um kind of obviously doing that the, the degree and then the finance role to kind of work out where you're where you were really passionate about but then once you did you've, you've really really gone for it and it sounds like you've done some really interesting stuff um what um what would you what do you feel makes you successful and who you are like what kind of traits and experiences could you share with others that may want to follow in your footsteps yeah so first of all by any definition i'm not successful right now i mean, I mean like you know I, i'm you know I, very I, modest I, as well then aren't you <laughs> no, no 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 not at all but you know i think the one of the key things that i believe uh health has helped us in this journey is I think so persistence uh, you know we have had a fair share of failures right in in this whole journey and I think so the one of the key things one of the most important thing that I have personally felt uh, is con- is a contributing factor to where I am right now is my mm-hmm. team you know is my team mm-hmm. of co-founders uh, I think so as a business everything is fixable you know you might start with a wrong idea that can be fixed the execution can be fixed. I think so every single aspect of business is fixable, uh, except for the team. You know, if you don't have the right set of co-founders, if you don't have the right set of the team, mm-hmm. I think so that's one of the fundamental problems which I have particularly seen because of which business is businesses fail. And I think so that's one thing that I got really lucky with is having a team of those co-founders which you know who know each other for a long time mm-hmm. who understand each other the way that we do and together because of you know because of three of us being together into this journey we are able to have that persistence you know no matter what happens 
you know at any point we are prepared to go down back to zero and start again from scratch so mm-hmm. kind of you know there's nothing that kind of scares us at this point and i think right. that's one of the things which we believe is has been a factor to where we are where we are right now Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. fantastic and yeah. what do you think so um so the message I've got from you there is that it's it's you know it's about finding the right people and that's obviously the yeah. most important thing and you you were um you know you said you were lucky with finding the right co-founders that you've known for a long time but then obviously yeah. that's that's three of you and you're at 30 now so you've obviously hired um and recruited externally what um what would you say like your kind of what are your secrets to hiring the right people because that sometimes can be quite difficult to get right absolutely Especially when you're starting up a business and you're asking those people to join you and go on that journey where you know you said yeah. before as well I think you said you know there's been lots of failures it's quite yeah. really kind of quite resistance um not resistance resilient people to go on yeah. that journey like what tips and secrets would you share from a how, you know how have you hired and how have you got that right and found the right people yeah so absolutely you know i think so hands down uh, hiring is one of the toughest aspects of any business uh, uh, you know getting the right people who believe in your journey the, the getting the right people who's kind of you know uh, who uh, who are as passionate about the problem that you're solving as you are i think so that's one of the toughest thing that mm-hmm. uh, uh, that we we face you know on a daily basis and uh, one of the key things that has worked for us really really well is uh, i have seen a lot of people you know competing with the likes of google and facebook and you know amazon any other big and... company amazon yeah, of yeah. this world in terms of hiring because you are you yeah. are you are competing with them you know if there is a good talent out there all of these companies are looking for that talent and you as a business neither have the money to compete with them you neither have the perks or any other thing that you know that you can compete with those companies so what what's that uh, that's left with you where you can actually hire the talent and i think so the only answer to that is the is is the mission that you are following you know the reason why are you doing what you're doing and i think so that's one of the most fundamental Uh, aspect of hiring is you know having the people believe in that mission that you are working on and what we you know one thing that has worked really really well for us is we hire really young people you know the average age of our company would be roughly around 22 to 23 and mm-hmm. yeah uh, we we you know we hire people right out of college you know we we try to bet on people when they are so young when they you know when uh, you know they are not in them. yeah yeah so you know we, we try to hire people when they are outside of the googles and facebooks radar you know we try to hire you know people when they are really young when they yeah. are very really passionate about stuff and hiring you know really young has kind of worked really well for us i think so uh, you know if if you if you can believe you know our head of machine learning and research which looks like like a very you know kind of a role which is suited for phd's and you know doctorate people you know mm-hmm. uh, our head of machine learning and research is this guy who is i think so barely 23 years old he joined us when he was 21 and <laughs> now within 2 years now within 2 years he's a leading he's leading a team of around 5 people uh, and heading a sort of a separate research and r&d division mm-hmm. within green tech and he has uh, you know he's on his way to publish two great research papers on the work that he has done um. so far 
so i think so that kind of uh, has that that strategy has worked for us that's i mean that's that's great as well isn't it because you're helping the um you know that next generation to really develop and learn um with great skills um so we you know we we, we can rely on those skills um and future of, of tech to be um kind of i guess their longer term but also Absolutely. it but I guess I guess the only thing with that that you the challenge is then is is retaining them and keeping them. But uh, you can offer, you can offer them quick progression as well, which hopefully yeah. um should help. So your next challenge might be how do you retain them from joining the likes of Google and Amazon and you train them up? It's it's actually not the next challenge, it's the current challenge. Uh, oh so really? <laughs> Yeah, oh, so basically, you know, uh, I, you know, at the end of the day, you know, uh, you, you kind of have to come to the terms that, you know, this is a cycle where, you know, people yeah. come in, people go. And uh, it, it's actually, you know, this is one thing that I used to struggle a lot before that, you know, where I would probably think that, you know, hey, here's this talent, you know, we have invested in them, we have kind of sort of, you know, we have kind of grown together in terms of where mm-hmm. they were before and where they are right now. And, you know, someone someday, you know, some big firm comes in and just sweeps them in and i i used to kind of get frustrated with that but now i kind of have come to terms with that where i believe that you know i think so it's an achievement for us because you know if we are yeah. generating they're creating a talent that you know that would go and work into some big big companies i think so we kind of did our job and uh, i okay. think so now i have come to terms with that that it's actually okay you know where uh, you know as a individual's journey if you know if mm-hmm. i'm helping my colleagues uh, sort of develop that uh, kind of skill sets where mm-hmm. they be, you know they start from here at you know like right from scratch and they reach to a point where they suddenly become hot picks for bigger companies i think that yeah. kind of did my job so I, i'm kind of now at, uh, at terms with that do you know what though like that used to frustrate me as well because i've over the years trained so many people up and you know and they've either gone off to do something completely different but use the experience and the skills they've gained to as a stepping stone or or they've continued to do the same elsewhere um and i used to get frustrated um used to get frustrated no end but now actually it's it's a nice thing isn't it because and the thing is if you manage your people lead your people well enough yeah. and look after them they're only going to say good things and positive things about you and your business um, you know, so I'm a strong believer in what goes around, comes around, and I think it'll always back on you in a positive way. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, this is one thing that I learned uh, from you know uh, one of my mentors is that it's absolutely okay, you know, such such kind of things happen. But you know, at the end of the day, what you have to look at is the teams in which those individuals were working has mm-hmm. the level of that team elevated. since yeah. they joined and after the lab so if yeah. they, you know at the end of the day it's not about a individualistic culture that we're trying to build here. you know we we kind of you know we kind of avoid rock stars you know we would rather have a, a sort of a, let's say 8 on 10 team uh, versus having a 10 on 10 individual so yeah. i think so that's yeah. the most important part for us yeah yeah no fantastic definitely um so we just touched a little bit then on your leadership style um obviously we've been talking a little bit about people and how you grow people yeah. within the business um and we just touched then around culture and um and how you structure your teams as well which is fantastic be great to understand obviously this podcast is about leadership 
Um, yeah. So it'd be really good to understand a little bit more about your leadership style. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm sure you've had feedback from your teams and your man, your peers, your co-founders. But really good to understand, like, um, you know, some um, great tips that you can share from a leadership point of view. So everybody that listens to our podcast and watches these podcasts are generally people that are looking to take those tips on or, you know, get to a point yeah. where you are, either start their own business or get to sea level. Um, so it'd be really interesting if you could share some of your hot tips <laughs> sure. yeah sure. so you know I, again i don't think so you know i am capable enough to give a sort of a lessons on leadership but what i can do is probably i can share my journey in terms of how it has evolved so uh, yeah. i think so when when we started the business and you know it was just three of us there was a inherent uh, uh how should i put it like inherent bias towards doing everything on your own you know you would want to have control over everything mm. you would want to have control have over to your let go, isn't it? It, it's 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 it, it, it sounds easy but it's that probably the toughest thing to do so i think so yeah. what i think so what i have evolved is i have kind of learned to let go of things uh eventually early in our stage you know i would want to do product i would want to go into machine learning i would want to handle the customers i would probably wanted to do everything because i just kind of felt that probably i'm the best person only to do so many that. hours but, in the day as well <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely so i think so one thing that has evolved is i have learned to let go of things you know i mm-hmm. think so one of the biggest impact uh, you know as you said you know our time as a individual is limited and the be- greatest amount of impact that we can create is not by doing the job itself but having someone do that job as effectively as you would and yeah. that's something that i've learned and uh, i think so one of the key metric or key uh, you know criteria that i have for myself whether i'm doing a good job in terms of being a leader is does the team need me right now so if i have started working with a team so you know typically my my approach towards anything is you know if if you're attempting anything new so for example let's say uh, you know we never had a machine learning function before let's say mm-hmm. two years back and uh, when we started working on machine learning side of the things i was the first person who got started doing that i was the one who sort of kick started the process then eventually over a period of time we have reached a stage where the machine learning team where we have kind of you know groomed individuals where we have trained people where we have reached a stage where they don't need me anymore you know uh, eventually i was the one doing everything but now we have reached a stage where the team does not even need need to speak with me once even a week so i think so that's something that i kind of uh, put as my success criteria that is the team able to operate even without any kind of involvement from my side and if the answer to that is yes then i think so i believe i've have done a good job in terms of being a leader and kind of creating that team mhm fantastic interesting and it's it's um and i think this is what what you know what you're doing and and i guess mirrors your style is it's about making them feel empowered um yeah. and um you know and that they're going on that journey with you um absolutely which, which, you know which sounds like you're doing and and sounds like you've um yeah cracked it which is great fantastic what um obviously you said you know you're passionate your passion was always in tech yeah um what um a lot alongside tech what else are you passionate about or what you know what what's that t- typical one thing that you would say gets you out of bed every morning 
any differentiation between your personal life and your professional life you are kind of you know on all the time <coughs> one of the key things that you know i i'm really bad at managing stress you know i i'm i'm not you know to be very honest i haven't yeah. yet figured out what how to manage stress how to sort of, sort of you know <laughs> yeah so i i'm i'm still working on that but one thing that really helps me is food you know i really enjoy having good food and especially pizza uh, i i think so this is this is one of the customs that we have in the company is every win is celebrated with a pizza so you know new uh, customer nice. we get a pizza anything good happens we get a pizza so uh, pizza is that one thing that really really sort of, <laughs> you know <laughs> so definitely if, if, yeah yeah no fantastic i know it's it's difficult isn't it and i think i think um during lockdown everyone's stress levels have been heightened so yeah. much more than than they usually would in us and i think most people would generally say food um food and alcohol or um just yeah. getting out for walks um there's just there's only so much that you can do really isn't there absolutely but you're in india now so you're probably enjoying some really nice weather um it's, so yeah it's... hopefully that's um, that's helping you yeah so it's it's not that cold over here it's it's pretty warm and sunny during the day slightly colder during the night time but yeah not as bad as what's there in uk right now yeah well i'm looking out the window right now and it's snowing so <laughs> <laughs> yeah um what um do you have any involvement in like the tech community do you do conferences talks anything like that um you know that you've found interesting that have that's probably enhanced your career a little bit potentially or yeah so uh, i think so you know i have had both phases in my life where you know when, when you start off you sort of you know you aspire to be like certain individuals like you know i am a big fan of you know companies like hubspot and you know mm-hmm. intercom and you know all those tech businesses that are out there and you know when you start following their journey uh, you know as, as when you start you know you start reading about elon musk you start reading about steve jobs and what 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 one thing that i've realized is that you know the learning that these people give are actually from at a from a very different stage you know they are the kind of looking it from the top and kind of sort of top journey and i couldn't even kind of relate to that you know that i i did not learn much you know these are great individuals right you know they have mm. done amazing uh, work in their career but you know from a learnings perspective i think so i have learned a lot from people who are in a similar stage that of as me rather than someone mm-hmm. who has kind of done everything mm-hmm. and sort of you know giving uh, advice in retrospect so what i have uh, i have particularly found myself is basically getting involved in a lot of indie hacker communities you know people group of people you know group of individuals who are working on side projects you know they are working on some indie softwares they are working on some indie projects and you know and them sharing their learning so there's this mm-hmm. one website that i am a big fan of is this called indiehackers.com mm-hmm. which is a community for indie hackers to sort of you know uh, build their product in public where they are sort of sharing their learnings what works for them what did not oh, work for them and i have found myself learning 10 times more from those people mm-hmm. 
rather than people who have kind of done it all already yeah so that's one community you know indie hacker there are a lot of amazing websites you know product hunt uh, you know a lot of slack groups sort of discord groups where these individuals these indie creators are mm-hmm. uh, sort of sharing their journey and i think so that's one thing that i have learned a lot from Mm, fantastic interesting um so i always like to finish the podcast on um just getting more of an idea of what's what's next for you then what's your we've talked about your journey up until this day so yeah what's, what's um next on that journey what are you most excited about obviously you've launched this new product so i should imagine yeah. that's a, a big part Correct. of the next part yeah. of your journey um yeah. what do you have any other big plans um anything you know in work out of work what are you most excited for and, and looking forward to over the next 12 months uh so i think so you know as, as you rightly said you know cliff is a part of the you know the bigger plan that we have mm-hmm. from here and it's, it's going to be a very fundamental uh you know part of our journey for next few years in our uh, you know as a, as a business and one of the key reasons for that you know one of the key things that excites me most about cliff.ai is uh we are sitting at a sort of a, at a at a verge of creating a new category of software here you know we as cliff you know we are believe we believe that we are creating something which does not exist in the mm-hmm. market right now and which is what we're calling as it's a business reliability platform a platform that would allow business to operate in a more reliable manner and mm-hmm. that's something that excites us a lot you know i think so that's a part of a bigger plan that we have is how do we make cliff.ai a fundamental platform as a part of their overall data strategy and if you look at you know what companies like datadog and neuralic did to the it industry where these softwares are a fundamental part of every modern company stack we want cliff.ai to be a part of as fundamental part of their any modern company stack as what you know tools like tableau or power bi or datadog are Mm-hmm. and that what that's what you know keeps us awake at night you know how do we sort of mm-hmm. create establish ourselves as a leader in this category how do we define this category how do we communicate this category to the users and that's mm-hmm. what our big plan for next few years is going to be is defining those category and becoming a leader in that category yeah fantastic interesting anything yeah. personally looking forward to any holidays or any, uh-huh. any personal I, projects I, I, you know i i wish you know regarding holidays you know i haven't been out you know i haven't traveled over a year now and i think so i can't just wait to get on a plane and for sure you know actually have a holiday uh that that's there for sure you know the the day i'm getting a vaccine i'm just going out you know i'm just taking a flight and i'm just traveling out but <laughs> speaking speaking more from a personal perspective i think so for me it's going to be uh <clears throat> you know ensuring that we build the right functions within our company so that i mm-hmm. can take some time off i think that that's going to be one of the fundamental pla- fun- fundamentally important goal that i have is having some personal time so yeah. what when was the last time that, you took some time off i can't even remember i think uh-huh. I, i i just can't even remember you know probably a day where i was because something but oh god you know, yeah you definitely yeah. yeah 100% and that's part of looking after your health and well-being and managing your stress you need that uh, downtime and yeah absolutely have a absolutely. pizza and tv day <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely that's that's what the plan is 
Fantastic. Well, it's been great to have you on the podcast. Um, really loved hearing about your interesting journey. The launch of your new product has been amazing. Um, can't believe what traction you got on Twitter. So if anyone's interested in um, you know, following you or um, you know, finding out more about your new product, is the best place for them to go is Twitter or I LinkedIn. think so that, that would be Twitter, you know, that being my job profile now, she's Twitter officer, so I've got to promote <laughs> Twitter. So, you know, if, if, if anyone wants to follow me, you know, you have uh, twitter.com slash Ayush, D-O-T Jen, Ayush.Jen. So uh, you can follow me there or you can just search, you know, cliff.ai and you can find me from there. Brilliant. That's perfect. Thank you very much. It's been really a ple- pleasure to have you on the show and um, we'll uh, look forward to speaking to you soon. Thank you very much. Pleasure has been all all mine. We would like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. It means a lot to us and we really appreciate your support. 